Good morning, and if you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Psalm 131. My heart is not proud. Lord, my eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me, but I have calmed and quieted myself. I am like a weaned child with his mother. Like a weaned child, I am content. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, both now and forevermore. Shall we pray? Father, we just thank you that you will guide us through this psalm and that you will speak to us through it as we come to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, it goes without saying, really, that this has been a difficult year due to COVID-19 and that restrictions might have slowed down the physical pace of life. But in many ways, we've had more time to worry about the disruptions that COVID has caused, bringing with it an increase in the amount of worry and stress that people have been experiencing. You probably also noticed the increase in the holiday adverts as restrictions begin to lift, as the demand increases. And this is understandable. And the reality is that we all need a break. And this morning, I want us to look at Psalm 131 as it reflects a quiet, peaceful moment in the busy life of David. It is, again, one of the Psalms of Ascents, the songs that are sung by the travellers on their way to Jerusalem to worship God at the temple. And this is a journey that for some was a long and a hard journey, and in many ways a dangerous journey. Many of the Psalms, quite rightly, call for us to lift up our eyes to the Lord. But in this Psalm, David's eyes are not looking up. Now, I suspect that David wrote these few words after quite a long time of deep self-reflection. This psalm by David, it's a very short psalm. And I can imagine David, after writing these words, quietly putting down his pen, sitting back and saying to himself, you know, this is all I really need to say. And what is it that he is saying to us this morning in these few words? Well, let's just remind ourselves of who the writer is. It's David, the lowly shepherd boy who became a king. He was known as a mighty warrior. He was a man of great wealth and power. And in his day, he must have been the envy of many. Described by God as he spoke to Saul about David. And we read this in 1 Samuel 13, verse 14. He said to Saul, But now your kingdom will not endure. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart and appointed him ruler of his people, because you have not kept the Lord's commands. And David is aware of God's presence in his life. He is aware of how God sees him. He's also aware of how other people see him. And this psalm is about how David sees himself. You know, this reminds me of a, a quote by that Scottish poet, Rabbi Burns. Ah, the gift some power could give us to see ourselves as others see us. 
So what does David say in this psalm? Well, he looks inward. He knows what is in his heart. He knows he's not perfect, no matter what others might think. He knows that he is a sinner. And as he prays these words, he humbles himself before God. The first words of the first verse, he says, My heart is not proud. You see, in the eyes of his fellow man, he has every right to feel proud. Here's what today we might call a high achiever. And David is to be committed, commend, David is to be commended for his efforts and also for the good things that he has done, all the things that can be seen by others. But here in this prayer, he's not indulging in a false modesty. He is seeing himself as he really is. He's admitting to himself that any pride that he might have has got to be not in him, but in what the Lord has done through him. Then he goes on and says, Lord, my eyes are not haughty. As he looks inward, he doesn't look down on others. This word haughty, it it means to have an attitude of superiority and see others as being inferior to to you. David is not like this. His eyes are not haughty. You know, as a Christian, we are called to be like David, to be humble. And for us to do that, we need to be at peace with who we are. Romans 12, verse 3. This is what Paul says. For by grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourselves with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. And you know, we need to look at our hearts to see that. David goes on. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me. Let's stop for a moment and ask the question. What is David saying here? Well, I think he's saying this. Look, you know, I don't understand everything that's happening in my life. Some of the things are beyond my knowledge. Other things are beyond my control. I can't solve every problem. David is putting his humility into practice and putting his pride to one side. He's saying, I'm not giving up or neglecting the things that I can do or the things that I should do. But I'm not going to worry or give in to despair about these things that I can't do or I can't understand. And then he goes on in verse 2. But I have calmed and quietened myself. Some versions say quietened my soul. Both are the same meaning. He has said to himself, really, if you want to put it in the words that people use around here, calm down, calm down. And he said this to himself. And then he goes on 
And he gives us a description of how he feels. He said, I am like a weaned child with his mother. Like a weaned child, I am content. We really need to fully understand what David is meaning here. He doesn't want to be like a child again. But this is how he feels. So let's consider what a weaned child is. A weaned child is one who has been nurtured and cared for by their mother. And now that they are weaned, they are ready for the next step in the journey to maturity. You know, after a child is weaned, he's of the age where he's old enough, or she is old enough, to go to nursery. And when mum takes that child along, the child will cling to her. Very often he will maybe cry and scream, and he doesn't want his mother to drop him off. He wants to stay with her. But he has to stay. And you know, on those occasions, as the mother walks away, probably with tears in her eyes, within a couple of minutes, the child is fine. He's running around with the other kids, and he's fine. Now, what the child doesn't know is that what's happening here is beneficial to him. And through it, his relationship with his mother will grow. She's not deserted him, but she is no longer there for him to be totally dependent on as a baby. He's no longer dependent on the baby milk. He's growing, but he can still enjoy the closeness. He can still enjoy the hugs as the relationship grows. He will always be, she will always be his mother, and he will always be her child. But we must let the child mature. This contentment develops from that first loving relationship as the child is weaned. And that will be with that child, hopefully for life. And this is how David sees his relationship with the Lord. The closer they are together, the more content and reassured he feels. And his love and trust for his Lord grows. So that's what David is saying here when he says, I am like a weaned child with his mother. That is a child who now is ready to move on. Like a wheel like a weaned child, I am content. You know, last week we looked at Psalm 130, and in that psalm we were encouraged to put our hope in the Lord. Psalm 130, verse 7, you might remember this verse. The verse says, Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. And David, at the end of this psalm, Psalm 131, he gives us the same advice. He's giving that advice to us here this morning. In verse 3 of Psalm 132, Israel, Sorry, it's verse 3 of Psalm 131. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, both now and forevermore. How do we do that? 
Well, first, we need to be honest with ourselves. We need to look at our own hearts in order to find peace with God. We need to know who we are. And Jeremiah 17, verse 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? So secondly, we need to know who Jesus is. He is the only one who can administer that cure that we need for that impure heart in order for the sin to be dealt with. And John 6, verse 35 says this, Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Thirdly, like David, we need to put our hope in the Lord, the hope that we have in Jesus as our Saviour, and the hope that we have in the Holy Spirit, because he is our comforter. John 14, 25 through to 27. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You see, this psalm that we've looked at this morning is a calm and quiet prayer. A prayer of a man who has spent a valuable time in the presence of God, a time of self-examination. Then he writes this psalm and passes this advice onto us. And in as few as 60 words of hope, in the midst of a world that is without hope outside of Christ. This is what he says to you and I this morning. My heart is not proud. Lord, my eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me. But I have calmed and quietened myself. I am like a weaned child with his mother. Like a weaned child, I am content. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, both now and forevermore. Let's just finish with a couple of things. One is a hymn from, uh, the words of a hymn from W.D. Longstaff. Take time to be holy. Be calm in thy soul. Each thought and each motive beneath his control. Thus led by his Spirit to fountains of love, thou soon shalt be fitted for service above. And I think we just have a final word from the Apostle Paul that he gives us in Philippians 4 verse 12. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learnt the secret of being content in any and every situation whether we well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. So, again, from the words of that hymn, take time to be holy, be calm in your soul. Each thought and each motive is beneath his control and be led by his spirit to fountains of love. Thou soon shalt be fitted for service 
above. We can all say amen to that.